welcome back. It's December the 15th, and we are 10 days away from Christmas. Can you believe it? The time is going by so fast. We've got a lot more to cover in the story. So let's jump right in to Luke chapter 2. And we're going to take a second look at these shepherds. They're in the field watching over their flock. But there may be a couple of clues in the Bible that point us to some very special details about just who these shepherds were and what it means for the birth of the Messiah. So let's begin in Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said unto them, Fear not, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy, which shall be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior is born to you, which is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Now let's talk more about those shepherds. Who were they, and why were they chosen? Well, one theory is that they were just the lowest of the working class, and God specifically goes out of his way to the oppressed, and I believe that there is truth in this. But I've heard that these shepherds were more than just your average, uneducated, blue-collar sheep herders. Perhaps they were actually priests. We know from outside Jewish sources, like the Mishnah, that any sheep that were being kept in the fields around in Israel were to be exclusively used for temple services. We also know that only Levites were allowed to participate in any kind of temple duties and services. So the most likely interpretation is that shepherds were hired out to carefully breed and select for the best and purest of the sheep to be offered up in the temple during Passover and other special occasions. Now, in our story, these shepherds are outside in the fields of Bethlehem, not out in the wilderness where normal shepherds might be, which leads us to believe that these perhaps were actually priestly shepherds. That is, they were watching over these sheep in a way to prepare them for the offerings that might be soon coming up. Well, it's also possible that because they're outside at night, that this may not be in the wintertime like so many people want to imagine, but it might have been something like the spring. And this could have been even a preparation for a Passover celebration. According to Exodus chapter 12, if you go way back to the night that Israel was delivered from Egypt, the last of the ten plagues was the death of the firstborn son. And that would include anyone in the houses of Egypt or in the families of Abraham. Some of the plagues you can see God was specifically discriminating between those who were his people and those who were Egyptian. But in this plague, it was universal with one exception. If you in your house took a lamb first year without any spot or blemish, you brought that lamb into your house, spent some time with it, and then at the appropriate moment, you would kill this lamb, take the blood of it, and put it on your doorpost. And then that night you would eat the meal in haste because at some point in the night, God would come through that area in judgment. And when he sees the blood on the door, he would pass over that house. That is, they would be spared. But for any house, whether Israeli or Egyptian, if they didn't have the blood outside on their house, then there would be blood inside their house. And this was the commandment. Sin brings death. And the only way 
to propitiate, and the only way to be redeemed is by the death of another, a substitute. And in the story of Exodus, it was a lamb. This animal sacrifice became normal for the people as they left Egypt, and for many years to come, they would offer up these animal sacrifices in the tabernacle and later in the temple. Fast forward a few thousand years, and now you're in first century Israel, where it was very well known that these lambs had to be perfect. There was a lot of pressure put on these shepherds. After all, lambs are clumsy. They can waddle around, trip, and break their legs. Some scholars have suggested that with a newborn lamb, it was common for the priestly shepherd to wrap its legs in cloth and then lay it in one of those mangers that you've heard about. And this would be to protect it for those first couple of days of its life. The shepherds would also examine these lambs periodically, looking for any dark spot, any off-coloring, any strange defect in their physical body. And if they found something, they would be disqualified for the temple offering. And that's because of that commandment. You couldn't just have any substitute for you. It had to be one that was absolutely perfect. Now, you might think this is weird and unnecessary, but it actually has a spiritual purpose. The point of all of it was to demonstrate that God cannot accept halfway offerings. He can't accept tainted gifts. Even when we do good works for God, there's always, along with it, this subtle pride or greed or selfishness or some ulterior motive. Even our best of intentions are not perfect, and God cannot accept our good works as a substitute for our sin. So there has to be a perfect offering, a perfect sacrifice. And these animals were really just pointing to the one true Messiah who was to come. And he would be the ultimate lamb of God. Now, the Jews at this time didn't really anticipate that the Messiah would also be the lamb. But that was the revelation that came when Jesus stood over on that hill, looking at John the baptizer. And he said, behold, the lamb of God. Now, back to the story. Imagine these shepherds spending most of their adult life, year after year, examining these lambs, looking for spot, looking for defect, protecting, wrapping, caring for these baby sheep until the day that they would die. Imagine their perspective on life and what sin brings and what suffering looks like. Every season they would bring their perfect lambs up to the temple for a final inspection and then to be taken to slaughter. Well, this special night, a host of angelic beings burst through the sky and gave a very specific message to some very specific shepherds. I just want to look at one particular phrase here. The angel said, this will be a sign unto you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Now, isn't that interesting? The angel said, this will be a sign for you. Why would this be a sign? A baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger? What would that mean? That the family was poor? That they were homeless? Not to these shepherds. You see, when they received that message, they knew exactly what it meant. It meant that the lamb that they had been looking for their whole life was somewhere near where they were staying right then. And so they wanted to get up and run to find me, this true lamb, this Messiah who was to come. You can imagine their anticipation and excitement. We're in a similar situation today. Even though Christ has come, we believe that he is coming again, and it will be soon. And so we look to the sky with anticipation. We're waiting 
for the advent of our Messiah, our Savior, Jesus. And we say, Come, O Lord. Maranatha. And tomorrow, we'll talk a little bit more about those angels. Angels.